Happy New Year. Welcome to False Flag Weekly News, a special New Year's live broadcast edition. I'm Kevin Barrett with the indefatigable Cat McGuire uh, coming hey. to us live. Hey, from, from Greece. You're, that, that, that wasn't just like some kind of a, a backdrop on your green screen, the, that green screen backdrop. It was, a per, it was so perfect. It had to be a green screen backdrop. <laughs> but you're claiming it's real. You're really in Greece uh, overlooking the Mediterranean or the Aegean or whatever it is. I actually am. I've been here since December 11th, and it is beautiful, and I've managed to avoid the COVID police, but I tell you, Greece makes New York look like Florida. It's pretty dire here. <laughs> wow. So you're you're on the run from the COVID police in New York, and we have a few stories about them uh, busting up children's birthday parties and things like that. Uh, <laughs> but let's get going on our New Year's party, which hopefully won't be busted up. Uh, I hope we can get through an hour before the drones arrive Look out the window. No, I don't see any. All right. So here we go. Uh, question everything. Uh, that's what we do here. We question, especially mainstream media takes on important events. And if that disturbs you, next slide. Is that, yep, yeah, be very disturbed. Okay, enough uh, disclaimers here. A medical mental health disclaimer. Please uh, be healthy mentally and physically. And if you're not, uh, like if you've just had a booster, maybe you shouldn't watch this show. You might have a heart attack. Of course, you might have a heart attack if you don't watch this show if you had a booster. So just be careful about that booster. And, you know, don't get it unless you really need it. Okay. Oh, I think we just gave medical health uh, advice. <laughs> but we can because I'm not on YouTube anymore. So finally, here we are at our slide for today's show. Uh, it's out with the old booster, in with the new booster. 2021 merges into 2022, and the mild variant is going to immunize all of us. Uh, it's a self-spreading vaccine. Kat, are you happy that we're all going to catch Omicron? Uh, it's it's all over. Actually, I think I got it already. I had the weirdest thing. Congratulations. A sore throat that lasted for a month. It was just it never went away. So what else could it have been? Jeez. Well, that, yeah. it could be strep. That does It does the same thing. But... Anyway, uh, it's, uh, it could be a better 2022, especially if the COVID uh, racket goes out of business. So let's uh, hope and pray for that. And let's get going on our, our stories. Oh, before we get into our stories from this week, though, let's just mention that we did that special pre-record uh, with five different uh, hosts, uh, you, Cat, along with Ron Unz, Alan Sobrowski, Mike Springman, and Matthew Arad, about each of you guys picked your top five stories of the year. And yours were terrific, Kat. You even inspired my latest piece for American Free Press. Uh, so we'll, the people will, will find that when they find that. But anyways, people might want to check out this, uh, this false flag weekly news special. Okay. Let's move on to war on freedom news. So Biden might be imposing a domestic travel vaccine mandate right when this Omicron comes along and makes the whole thing totally Im ridiculous. Why would he even think of doing that? Uh, because he's getting advice from Fauci. He says he won't do it until his medical advisors tell him to. And Fauci is floating the idea. This sounds kind of ominous, Kat. Um, yeah, um, Fauci obviously has special interests. Bobby Kennedy's book has uh, told us so. Um, he, we know he gets uh, personal patent profits from Moderna, and he's the highest salaried um, employee, public servant in the country, more than the president. What I am curious about is where's the Surgeon General? Why is the Surgeon General so underutilized and this uh, side bureaucrat is now the main medical person? What, what, what even happened with that? That's a very good question. You know, the last thing I heard from the Surgeon General was that he gave some kind of warning about cigarettes uh, 30 years ago. But <laughs> so now Fauci's the man. He's he's the uh, Marcus Welby, the TV doctor. And uh, he wants to make sure, Kat, that, that, you know, as you fly around the country organizing uh, vaccine mandate protests, that you're going to be stopped and they're going to say, papers, please. If that happens, are you going to be, what, driving around the country? Or uh, or like me, do you have a whole bunch of uh, of parody vaccine cards <laughs> i i don't know what i'm going to do yet i'm uh i i don't know i don't think anybody knows and we just have to keep pushing back and not let them well i i hope they're afraid to do this because you know if you want to do something that could lead to the kinds of serious protests we've seen elsewhere in the world uh just try it fauci try it biden um you want to get everybody chanting, let's go, Brandon. Uh, that's pretty much the way to do it. So uh, moving on to more um, war on freedom news. And most of these stories do have to do with the whole vaccine situation, the health tyranny that we're under right now. Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology, has been banned from Twitter for tweeting 
seemingly totally truthful things, as far as I can tell. He lost more than half a million followers. There was no warning, no explanation, no explanation of what he violated. Just boom, he's gone. That's the way social media works these days. Um, Kat, it's uh, an outrage. Yeah, it's pretty amazing because his comments were on Pfizer's own data. Somebody said he's misrepresenting the data, but if you present Pfizer's own data, how could that possibly get you in the wrong? Um, I love his quote, for the first time in history, um, the ineffectiveness of a medicine is being blamed on those who haven't taken it. So probably that, that whole position is what has got him deplatformed. Okay. Uh, so that's yet another uh, war on freedom story about a very important person. And this guy invented the RMA, mRNA uh, technology that's behind these vaccines. But now he's an unperson. He's been had all his uh, plaudits and so on, his accomplishments scrubbed from Wikipedia. Now he's being erased from social media. But then he went on the Joe Rogan show and yeah, uh, more right. than made up for that half million people he lost. So you know, the more they censor, the more people notice that there's something wrong here. Uh, I, I really think it's backfiring. In fact, I, I, I think if they hadn't been so draconian that those of us in the freedom movement would probably be more low key and have a much harder time uh, getting the word out. So bring on the censorship. It's not going to work. Yeah, bring on, bring on the Streisand effect. We'll take it. <laughs> okay. Hey, shout out to Streisand, uh, good old Barbara Streisand for, for bringing us uh, that wonderful effect. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> Next story, another outrage, <laughs> you know, a new week, another outrage on False Flag Weekly News. In fact, a whole parade of them. In this case, Professor Jason Kilborn of the University of Illinois Chicago's John Marshall Law School is being persecuted and forced to undergo re-education and re-indoctrination for the crime of, get this, using uh, an old law exam with a question that's been used for years and years and years about somebody who's involved in legal problems uh, after using the quote, N and B words, and these woke stu- law students, <laughs> law students, can't handle that. Uh, and just the mention of the existence of N and B words uh, makes them experience heart palpitations. Well, I guess they must have just been vaccinated or something. Uh, so Kilborn is being subjected to an eight-week reindoctrination course. He was suspended for a while. He's going to have to do 20 hours of coursework. He's going to have to do self-criticism papers for each of five modules, plus 90-minute sessions with a trainer, followed by three more weeks of vaguely described supplemental meetings with his trainer. Wow. Uh, the, the Mao Zedong uh, uh, people could have learned something from these, these woke guys at, at the uni- this university. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, the Mao, Mao's Red Guards would just be blushing at, at this. It's unbelievable what they're demanding of him. And I hope he does not back down. He's got to stand up. I can kind of understand these students. They have been through um, uh, re-education camps, which are the universities. So they're rabid wokesters. What gets me are um, the higher um, administration officials. Theoretically, they're the adults in the room, but they're pampering and coddling this behavior. Um, obviously, they're afraid of being called racist, but clearly they're answering to someone and some cause bigger than the students because it's so obvious this is a bogus issue that students themselves are even using the B word and the N word in their own analysis of this. So it's just... It's, well, they should be expelled okay. from law school then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I imagine it's the donors and um, the media who um, serves up these wish hunts to the public so that um, p- professors like this become uh, scapegoats. And we, he just has to hold the line. He really does. This is so important. Well, I, I guess the answer to this is that from now on, you have to say uh, the 14th letter of the alphabet word and the second letter of the alphabet word. <laughs> and, until that becomes uh, a transgression itself, in which case you'll have to get even more uh, erudite. <laughs> I, I really don't understand this. And, and what's really scary about this, cat is that the people in law school, you know, these law students who are leading this witch hunt, these are the people who are going to be running our legal apparatus in the future. Um, it bodes poorly for uh, for justice in America. Uh, but hey, what what else is new? A lot of things bode poorly for justice in America. Well, over in Austria, it may be even worse in some respects. Austria is now hi- hiring bounty hunters to pursue and find unvaxxed individuals you know, ahead of the vaccine mandate. 
for all citizens, requiring everybody to be vaccinated by February 1st. And now you can actually earn uh, 2,774 euros per year, or no, per month, per month. That's uh, And that's $3,126 per month um, by tracking down and, uh, and jailing unvaccinated people in Austria. So please make our fundraisers a success so we don't have to emigrate to Austria and apply for these jobs. Uh, well, the, the requirements are just crazy. Um, they have to just be high school graduates. And what's their training consist of? The only skill that's asked is to be resilient. What's that mean? Never back down. Um, and I have some questions. Are they going to be wearing uniforms or plain clothes? In other words, are they going to look like mere medical workers or police? And are they actually going to be giving shots? Actually, they're going to have to dress up as RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah, that would do it. Um, but will they be giving shots or just reporting on who needs one? There's there's so many questions that I'm sure they've figured out. But um, this is very scary. It's uh, snitches on steroids. Okay. Well, uh, working in that kind of job would be a fate worse than death. And I, I think our fundraiser is still a little short. So people um, take the hint. Uh, and speaking of jobs that don't pay enough to be worth it, how about working for NYPD these days? Your job is to break up children's birthday parties because the kids don't have their vaccine papers in order. Uh, well, Kat, I bet you're happy to be lounging in relatively free uh, Greece on the side of the of the sea, looking out at the mountains and, and, and the beautiful blue swells of the waves, rather than sitting around in New York with these robocops uh, coming after you for vaccine papers and coming after little kids. Um, well, I've been following it very closely while I've been here daily and actually having meetings with people to discuss it, discuss strategy. I work with most of the people involved. And if I weren't here in Greece, I would have been right there at those sit-ins myself. Um, we have found sit-ins to be a very good strategy to uh, um, because they have in our memory the comparing to the civil rights days when black people forced restaurant owners to service them. Um, and we too are not going to be considered um, second class citizens. So what's weird about that is back in the day, the liberal left were highly supportive of sit-ins um, as a strategy um, of resistance. But now they've just turned their backs on us, um, aligning with censorship and fascist policies. But we're just going to keep on fighting. I'd like to announce that January 23rd, we're having a national march on Washington to defeat the mandate. So please, everyone, go to the website, www.defeatthemandatesdc.com. January 23rd, see you there. Okay, defeatthemandatesdc.com. Uh, that sounds like a plan. I m might be able to figure out a way to get there. I'll keep my proverbial fingers crossed and say, inshallah, a dozen times. Um, but that would be uh, really great. Um, so, yeah, kids, I mean, these kids are, are really the biggest victims of this whole COVID scam in so many different ways. They're being shot up with these totally unnecessary vaccines that are far doing far more harm than good for the, the younger age brackets. Uh, their education is shut down. Their social life is shut down. So there was some study I saw that claimed that they, there's like been a drop of like 25 IQ points or something in, in kids over this uh, scamdemic. Um, and so now even the police are uh, surrounding their birthday parties and demanding papers. It's just uh, it's just insane. Uh, and and the whole vax regime is is failing. You know, I, I had kind of an open mind about this at the beginning. I mean, I, I didn't really know. I, I was skeptical that these vaccines that were brought out so quickly could possibly work. And if they did, they had to be biowar vaccines that were developed in tandem with the bioweapon, which isn't a good sign either. <laughs> but now it's really becoming clear that they don't, they really don't work very well. Uh, they're not going to solve the problem by any means. And for a lot of people, they're doing more harm than good. Maybe for everybody, we don't know yet. Uh, and over in Israel, the experts are now telling us that they're having a big fight over whether to boost uh, the vulnerable groups after two months because the, these things wear off so quickly. But the problem is that if you boost them, quote, this is a quote from the New York Times article, the plan could backfire because too many shots might cause a sort of immune system fatigue. Um, so, I mean, how more clearly can you spell out vaccine failure? Exactly. Um, the entire study that they did at that one hospital is just brimming with bad science, and yet they're jumping at the bit to release uh, those kinds of um, solutions nationwide in Israel. 
we know there's a crisis in science going on brought on by the corruption of money. But does that really mean science has to be dumbed down as well? I mean, this is just stupid. Vaccine tests have always required years of experiments on diverse groups in order to get trustworthy results. And now forget animals. Just quickie tests on small small groups of humans are enough, they're telling us, with uh, straight faces. It's just unbelievable and unconscionable. And... um, they're waiting now for the final approval from um, Israel's director general, uh, a medical uh, doctor and um, supposed expert, um, who's supposedly going to determine Israel's um, uh, use of this fourth vaccine um, without any interference from the government. Yeah, right. Fox guarding the chicken coop. It's just unbelievable. Well, fortunately, there is a solution. Paid content. Tired of those booster needles going in and out of your arm? Now there's a solution. Matrix Medical Technologies will stuff your body into a coffin-like pod and permanently insert hundreds of needles that will drain your energy while simultaneously offering a drip feed of the very latest booster. And now for a very limited time, Matrix Medical Technologies will offer a free lifetime supply of blue pills for everyone who agrees to let us stuff them in a pod. So don't be the last one on your block to get stuffed in a pod and given a permanent COVID booster shot. Offer void where prohibited. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, impotence, hair loss, myocarditis, or loss of civil liberties. And or, <laughs> well, oh, wait a minute. Now, here's the actual solution, Kat. It's it's not matrix medical technology. It's the U.S. Army. That's even better. They're going to smear vaccines and boosters on the tips of their bayonets, kick you indoors, and make sure everybody gets injected. If that doesn't solve the problem, what possibly could? But it's just so crazy all the gaslighting they're doing. The article itself just is is full of absurdities. Like the um, report says Walter Reed did the animal testing earlier this year, but Omicron didn't even exist earlier this year. So clearly it was not tested on animals or uh, who knows. And then phase one of human trials wrapped up last month and they still have two more trials to go. So if they two have two more trials to go, why are they saying that they're going to unveil this um, super vaccine in a couple of weeks? Does unveil mean administer before the tests are completed or submit for to FDA for approval? I mean, it's just so bizarre. If they had only worked on this vaccine for two years, what happened to the days when it takes five years to create a vaccine? there's just so many questions on it and just elementary logic. You'd conclude that the variants have something to do with the vaccines. It's just, there's no super, super vaccine possible with the lack of testing that they've done. It's just complete gaslighting. Well, if you don't trust the U S army to uh, smear a vaccine on their bayonets and make sure everybody gets the jab, then who do you trust? Um, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> Things are going from crazy to crazier here. Uh, and meanwhile, people are dropping from these booster shots. At least the anecdotal evidence seems to suggest that. And some of the statistical evidence would seem to bolster that also. Um, here's Carlos Tejada, New York Times Deputy Asia Editor, who just died of a heart attack at age 49, less than one day after posting to his social media that he had gotten the Moderna booster shot. Meanwhile, the coincidence theorists are having a field day. Uh, yeah, Harry posts that he just got it. And then just the day, uh, next day, he like drops over and they're not making any connections. And also he had gotten in July a J&J shot and then he got the Moderna booster and no clinical trials have ever been done about the safety of having a mixing, like a cocktail, the uh, two different types of vaccines. There was another um editor, a Washington Post editor, who died of a cardiac arrest. Again, no mentions of vaccines. Um, we know lots of obituaries are not reporting cause of death, but the Tejada one is just utterly obvious. So as the bodies pile up, the stakes of the game get higher and higher. And there was a wonderful thought piece published here at that Rounding the Earth Substack uh, this week on Vax Wars and the dollar auction game. And I, I thought this was a you know an interesting take on game theory and the way that uh, certain types of of social interactions as analyzed by game theory uh, show that there there are certain types of of social games where the stakes get so high that 
either side, if it loses, is going to lose something that's totally unacceptable. And so then they just keep going further and further and further, and it turns into sort of an apocalyptic situation. And so here we we have these two sides, right? The the pro-freedom side and the Vax the World side. One side wants the other to submit to a, my government can inject me with anything it likes at any time policy. And then the other is filing genocide and war crimes complaints at the ICC. So how does this end? Uh, either rounding up one side into concentration camps or holding military tribunals or international war crimes tribunals to hold the leadership of the other side accountable for genocide. And how can either side back down when the stakes get this high? So anyway, this is very much worth reading. I think it casts some interesting light on the situation we're in. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I couldn't quite figure out how the game worked, but what I liked was the question of whether the game can be unplayed. Right. And so it, it takes it out of this binary, this side or that side. I know which side I'm on, but I really like the possibility of stepping outside the game. And I think it points to what Vaclav Havel, the Czech statesman, referred to when he wrote about parallel communities, where we just turn our back and don't play the game, create our own game. Right. And that's the way you win at this kind of game, actually. The, the way this game works, that's uh, the model for the situation that we're in. It's it's like the, the bid for a dollar game. You can You can bid like a penny. And if you're the high bidder, you get a dollar. But there's other people bidding against you. So somebody overbids you, and then the bidding starts. And what happens, the, the, the special rule here is that the second highest bidder has to pay and receives nothing. So the highest bidder gets the dollar. The second highest bidder has to pay too, but gets nothing. And so what happens is people keep overbidding to cut their losses, right? So you end up uh, that somebody ends up paying like 3 or $4 for a dollar, and then the second bidder pays, pays almost that much for nothing. And so the, the guy, the auctioneer, makes a huge pile of money, and both of the people that overbid and lost end up hating each other. Um, so the, that's like what's happening here, where the stakes have gotten so high that either you know the the the, the vax pro-vax people end up facing war crimes tribunals, or the rest of us all end up getting stuck in concentration camps, uh, and nobody wants to back down. It's a little too binary for me. I'm encouraging people, working with people who are looking at um, solutions beyond this. And that's what we need, obviously. Okay, well, let's uh, let's move over to the sort of war on China news. But this is still related, uh, of course, to the, the COVID situation. Um, oh, well, actually, this is the, the last uh, pre, pre-war on China story. This is the new pick to head the FDA, Dr. Robert Califf. Uh, not any Islamic caliph, that's for sure. Uh, he's made millions of dollars as a consultant for more than a dozen pharmaceutical corporations, and he has millions more in big pharma investments. So Bernie Sanders has been trying to keep this guy out of public life uh, for years, and he's still having no luck because Biden is pushing him in for the head of the uh, uh, F- FDA. So, Kat, unfortunately, this is par for the course, isn't it? Yep, it's the old revolving door. Nine out of the last 10 FDA commissioners have either worked for or been on the boards of big pharma companies. And this guy, uh, Caliph, seems to be sailing through effortlessly the Senate hearings. We're still waiting for Bernie to come and save the day. But six former FDA members sent letters of approval. He got a fawning introduction by the ranking committee member, Senator Richard Burr, who called him a great doctor and great man. Um, there's not an ounce of commentary on Califf's currying favor to big pharma at the expense of people's health. Um, hopefully Bernie will give that. The only kind of uh, pushback uh, so far has been from Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator from West Virginia, and that was about the failure of the FDA to deal with the opioid crisis in 2020 alone. There's been 95,000 Ameri- 95, Americans who have died. Uh, astonishing. I, I would wager that's far more than COVID at this point. Well, I uh, I bid and I raise my bid to have all of these corrupt big pharma creeps uh, rounded up and sent to the ICC for uh, for trial and sentencing. Um, but that's hey, that's just uh, my bid. Uh, let's move on to China. Now we're at the war on China section where Charles Lieber uh, has been found guilty on all six counts. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell only got sentenced there. She got convicted of five out of six counts, but uh, this guy Lieber is convicted of all six. He uh, hit the jackpot. Um, and it, yeah, I, I didn't actually know his background 
uh, before I read this article, I mean, I knew he was involved in this kind of, you know, the vague area, but I didn't realize that he has this long list of patents on things like cyborg cardiac tissue, syringe injectable mesh electronics, and neural lace brain implants. And so he's facing up to 26 years in prison, over a million dollars in fines for uh, working for Chinese universities and programs and uh, lying about it on his tax returns and to the FBI. Now, there's one theory, Cat, out there. Ron Unz has floated this theory that he may know a little bit too much about where COVID really came from. And he may have been uh, his his lips may have been too loose and he's being persecuted for that. So uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think? Um, I think there's a strong chance of it. Um, I refuse to believe that Lieber, who was the chair of Harvard's chemistry department, was able to do all this activity with China behind Harvard's back. So they've got to know some stuff, too. Um, but he was never charged with sharing U.S. technology secrets, only the IRS uh, violations for failure to report income. So clearly he's going to be able to um, keep those secrets since he hasn't been called to on account for them. Um, his lawyer is uh, Mark Mukasey. Uh, Wait, how do you say that name? Mukasey. Um, the son of Michael Mukasey. He's very Mukasey. I thought it was in Casey. Whatever. That was the radical Zionist uh, judge integral to the cover up of Israel's role in 9-11. So, huh, that's an interesting connection. And then another Israeli connection is that in 2012, Lieber won the $100,000 Wolf Prize awarded to scientists and artists for his, wolf, for his work on nanotechnology. So there's uh, a lot of little data points about him. Hmm. Okay. Well, he's uh, ushering us into this uh, brave new world, uh, and uh, it, it's the transhumanist paradise is is coming uh, thanks to people like him. So, where's the Unabomber when we need him? Uh, right. Well, he's am so I allowed to say that on YouTube. Well, oh, we're not on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, this Lieber is so connected to Israel, and Israel is so dominating the world technology today, nanotechnology, all manner of technology, COVID technology. So this guy is really dangerous and i how much you want to bet he's just going to get a slap on the wrist well i don't know we'll we'll see because there is that sort of war on china aspect and then he may again he may also be he's maybe he's being punished for messing with somebody in the national security apparatus uh, in a way that goes way beyond the formal charges but who knows we'll probably never know that um well he's israeli let's, let's... protected he's israeli protected Okay. Well, we, we, we will see just like the Maxwell case, whether the, the five out of six counts convicted or the six out of six counts convicted ends up actually serving any time. Uh, <laughs> both Israeli protected. Uh, well, well, we're still in the China section though. So how about the AI prosecutor? This is almost as good as Robocop. Um, and it maybe it can even do pre-crime, right? It can uh, prosecute you before you've even committed the crime. Apparently it has 97% accuracy. It's, uh, it's working in Shanghai, prosecuting the most common crimes, including credit card fraud, gambling, reckless driving, intentional industry, uh, intentional in injury. Uh, I guess industry is still legal. Obstructing official duties, theft, fraud, and quote, picking quarrels and provoking trouble, which means, uh, that's pretty much what we do here on False Flag Weekly News, but we, we couldn't do it if we were in China. <laughs> well, Kat, are you likely to get uh, indicted by any Chinese AI prosecutors anytime soon? I hope not. Well, it's pretty scary because it's highly, uh, subjective. So, you know, anybody could, uh, come up with, uh, something for that. I mean, how, how is an AI bot going to know? Supposedly it relies on, the written contents of a text to determine whether to charge the person with a crime. Well, can't the person writing the text also determine whether to indict the person? So it's, uh, it, it's garbage in, gar garbage out. Who's programming these AI bots and when are they eventually going to take themselves over like Blade Runner and figure out that they're going to indict all of us? Uh, um, it, it's, it's really um, one more example, like driverless cars, of the belief that it, machines are more efficient than humans. Why is efficiency regarded as humanity's most cherished value? Let's get back to basics. Well, that's a good question. Another good question is, hey, well, if you, if you don't trust a, an AI robot to indict you for picking quarrels and provoking trouble, who do you trust? Uh, so uh, let's listen to the teacher, the outspoken disappearing teacher story. Um, and this is, uh, what, what's her name again? Uh, Li Tianxian. Uh, I'm not very good in Chinese pronunciation. Um, she apparently is being uh, re-educated in a mental health facility after indulging in, get this, Nanjing Massacre Revisionism. 
hey, this is just like Europe, except it's in Europe, you go to prison for, uh, you know, for questioning the official dogma about what happened in World War II. And in China, you go to a mental health facility. So I guess it's kind of pick your poison, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that there is revisionism being um, um, sought out in other places um, to put down. But what I'm um, concerned about is that the constant China battering, um, it's, it's this mind control to hate the Chinese, criticizing them as heavy handed. The article said Chinese government's heavy handed. Hey, hey, did you notice that Monica Schaefer didn't get this treatment in The New York Times? Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. Very good point. I mean, who's doing the extreme censorship? I wish they had um, covered uh, pandemic censorship in China. Who's speaking out about the pandemic over there and getting censored for it? Well, we know why they're not going to ask that question. That's for so. sure. Okay, well, the propaganda war on China continues. And there's also, of course, a propaganda war on Russia. And boy, this was an over-the-top example of the propaganda war on Russia, uh, published by Fox News, uh, written by uh, some lunatic Rebecca Koffler. Um, I'm not going to speculate on her ethnicity. Former Defense Intelligence Agency officer, currently a strategic intelligence analyst with the Lindsay Group and the author of Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. And uh, this this is written in the most absurd purple prose that makes the Cold War hysteria of 40, 50 years ago look pretty tame. Um, I, could you, I mean, I, there's, there's some relatively sane stuff on Fox News like Tucker Carlson. But, man, this is this is over the top. Uh, where did this come from? Yeah, it, I don't get it. I don't understand why uh, Fox is doing that, because usually they're anti-China. But um Everything she was saying is just projection, doublespeak. The real aggressor over the Ukraine is NATO, who's been continually expanding all territory um, around the the Russian uh, homeland uh, with offensive strike weapons. So I agree with Putin. Russia is totally justified in whatever action it takes to defend himself. Um, I loved how he came right out and said at a recent press conference that we were lied to blatantly. And he's right. NATO frequently withdraws from treaties. So how can you trust him at all? Uh, the bottom line is the U.S. is huffing and puffing um, that it's obvious that um, they are no longer the supreme power militarily. Russia is recognized by almost everybody to be clearly superior to the West in terms of advanced new weapon systems. And uh, geopolitically, uh, Russia has a new gas deal with China to build a massive pipeline. This is a total game changer. Brzezinski is probably rolling over his game, rolling over in his grave because what we are seeing now is a new great game with Russia and China um, against the West. That's right. And the trump card, as it were, in the great game is the petrodollar fraud, which I analyzed in a new article for Crescent International, uh, which I called this uh, petrodollar scam, the, the biggest swindle in human history by orders of magnitude. And it's what has financed the metastasizing U.S. military industrial complex, which spends more on weaponry than the next seven or eight countries combined. So if Russia, China, Iran, and basically everybody of goodwill in the world decides that, hey, it's time to call in the uh, the debt on the petrodollar, it's it could crash the world economy for a while. And they're going to probably do it slowly for that reason. But the days of the U.S.'s special privilege to print as much money as it wants and force everybody to take it are numbered. And that's how this thing is ultimately going to end. Right. Kevin, that was an excellent analysis you wrote. Um, what I really liked about it was how easy to read it was, how you made complex economics understandable. It was really quite good. Um, I was uh, particularly interested in a, one of the comments that someone left, somebody named S1 posted. Yeah, um, one, one of the most prolific and, and lively commenters on my Substack. Yeah. yeah, but he, 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 in asking about who's controlling the world finances, um, he had some very interesting ideas on that, which I would encourage people to look at. But he ended by paraphrasing the Vietnam quote of destroy the village in order to save it. He said that what these people are doing is destroying the world in order to rule over it. And I thought that was a, a great way of uh, saying about it. And on your concept of Reba, um, 
I wonder whether the upcoming economic superpowers would really abandon a debt model. Iran, a Muslim country, certainly would. But would Russia and China? And if so, what would they replace it with? Because they both are close to rolling out a central uh, bank digital currency. So that's the New World Order's model. Can we really expect Russia and China to finally get rid of fiat currency? Well, that's why we need the Islamic world to return to its central position in human affairs and they, that could happen if it can develop enough of a military deterrent that it can only sell energy resources for, um, for, for precious metal and return to a precious metal standard. The Islamic world gets the precious metal, then it dictates the terms and says no more usury. That's, that's the ideal end game. That's what we should all be waging jihad for. <laughs> and I've right, not well, just Muslims either. China's been hoarding a lot of gold. So, um, uh, maybe that's what's going to do it. Yeah, China will, China and Russia, but especially China won't be too averse to a precious metal standard. So yeah, I I think that's where things are going. And and, uh, people who actually have any money might want to uh, start looking at precious metal these days, especially the way inflation is running. But hey, we're not an economic advice show, uh, just like we're not medical doctors or psychiatrists. So let's move on to comment on some more news stories. How about war? The war on Trump goes into high gears. Even Alex Jones says that Trump is either ignorant or evil for encouraging people to take the COVID vaccine. So it, the question, Kat, is, is Trump ignorant or evil? And of course, the correct answer is all of the above. <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of interesting because the liberal left has long claimed that Trump is Hitler, which is code for evil incarnate. So beside Alex Jones is kind of aligning with the left on this. Um, and- no, I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I, I don't like Alex, but I, I don't think I would accuse him of that. Well, by dissing Trump for his support, not really aligning with the left, but in in this issue, by dissing Trump for his support of vaccines, Jones is basically saying everyone who favors the COVID-19 vaccination is evil. So... Yeah, and, and, and that might be going a little too far because our, our producer Alan here actually uh, is is has gone opted with being vaccinated. He's, you know, he's he's getting on in years, a couple beyond me and stuff, and that's his choice. But he's not evil. Um, well, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, Alan is not evil. Yeah, Alan's going to have to break into the show and defend himself pretty soon. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is I think Alex is wrong. I don't think we want to call people who take the vaccine evil. Okay, and. Yeah. And Candace Owens um, blamed Trump's ignorance um, on his reliance on legacy media that kept him uninformed. But as we know, shortly after Trump was elected, he met with Bobby Kennedy um, and wanted Bobby to lead a vaccine commission. And Bobby uh, said Trump would not have to pursue new regulations if he would just require vaccine man, uh, manufacturers to release their test data. And that level of transparency alone would create monumental changes. But unfortunately, soon afterwards, Pfizer donated $1 million to Trump's inauguration ball, and there went the whole vaccine commission. So maybe Alex Jones is right. For, for Trump to succumb to that level of bribery is um, treasonously evil. So Wait, maybe he's right. Trump corrupt? <laughs> How about this next story? Uh, Trump's partnering with this uh, Chinese firm, like the diciest firm in China, that has this long list of shell companies that's created uh, to try to take advantage of of these emerging markets investments, right? Uh, you know, hot new technology companies that turn out to be just a PO box somewhere. Uh, one of his these companies was turned out it was like a, the address was a parking garage in Los Angeles. So this is the the diciest com- company in China, and that's the one that Trump has picked to build his uh, his truth uh, his Twitter rival. Um, so I, I'm not really expecting a whole lot from that. Um, once again, we're cherry picking and uh, China bashing. If the SEC was really concerned about um, 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 improprieties of um, theft and embezzlement, they there are astonishing levels to look at. Over 21 trillion was creatively creatively stolen from the U.S. Treasury. They should try wrapping their head around that. Instead, they're using their office as a witch hunting tool to go after political enemies. Um, there's so much financial thievery going around right now. And three guesses which demographic disproportionately and cumulatively has the most outstanding record for white collar crime in America. They really have not even begun to tap the surface of that. Okay. (laughs) 
All right. Well, speaking of uh, of various uh, uh, groups and their corrupt practices, how about the tra- child trafficking stories this week? Leading off with the Maxwell prosecution and conviction, she's now convicted on five out of six counts and will likely spend years behind bars, or at least that's what this AP story tells us. Um, now, of course, the bad news here is that everybody, which includes the courts, the government, the media, they're covering up the fact that this whole Epstein-Maxwell operation was one big Israeli political blackmail operation. And then the BBC is bringing on Alan Dershowitz, uh, one of the participants in this, as well as a child molester, to comment. <laughs> Bravo, BBC. Uh, you've, you've overcome yourself. It's, it's even better than your Building 7 coverage. Right. And what we also have to ask that they never went down this path is there's all these celebrities and big politicians that Epstein cultivated. Who among them are spies as well? Israeli spies. Um, we know Barack Ehud, the former Israeli prime minister, was deeply involved. But why aren't they going after Bill Gates, Donald Trump, Bill and Hillary Clinton? They were all fingered by that pilot who testified. So they're clearly uh, have probable cause as accessories to the crime. Um, interestingly, I have a friend who happens to be two degrees of separation from uh, Maxwell's brother, Kevin and uh, Kevin Maxwell. And she confirmed um, that her communications with uh, this Maxwell sibling mirrors the lawyer's position that Maxwell would win because the case was all about Epstein and not her. Well, that's not how it went out. But in spite of this public display of defiant confidence, my friend said that they were always scrambling around for money. They personally solicited from her um, if she would give loans for the legal fees and if she wanted to purchase um, Epstein's London apartment. And apparently they were hoping to make $30 million um, with a defamation case once they won. So um, the, all of their bluster about we're going to win, that went nowhere and uh, it makes you wonder what was actually going on underneath. Well, there's a lot more going on under, underneath than meets the eye. But one thing that has met the eye of anybody who's actually interested is the fact that this was an Israeli political blackmail operation. And that's the big secret that you're not allowed to tell in the mainstream or even most of the so-called alternative media. Speaking of child trafficking and, and, and secrets and mysteries, how about this ICE denial that ICE was behind these flights carrying children, supposedly like illegal immigrant children to Wilkes Bar and Scranton International Airport. Now, so ICE, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, says these were not our flights. And the Reptilians, the Greys, and United American Airlines have also denied that the flights were theirs. So the question is, who is flying these kids around and why? Is Epstein's Lolita Express airline back in business as a branch of LL? What do you think? Well, the president of aviation technology stood firm saying that three companies handled the flights. They were three chartered companies, and he said that they were ICE flights. But it was so interesting how it was like a game of hot potato. ICE claimed the flights weren't theirs, and it was the Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Settlement. So nobody wanted to take responsibility for these flights that came from Texas. And I so appreciated this man just coming forward, Jim Gallagher, that president of aviation technology, who said he personally saw young people, most of them minors, who did not appear to speak English, get off those uh, charter planes and then get on buses that were parked there. None were accompanied by a guard, just by adults, and none wore masks or vaccinated. To me, this smells so much like a child trafficking scheme organized and executed at the highest levels of the U.S. government. And maybe not just the U.S. government. You always have to suspect the genocidal Zionist entity of participation in such schemes. And that brings us to the genocidal Zionist entity rubric of our show. Uh, first story is that Israel says this is our moment. Maybe maybe they're kidnapping children to repopulate Golan. You know, some people think it's the gray aliens who are kidnapping people to breed uh, a new bunch of hybrids. But maybe it's the Zionists who are creating the hybrids over in Golan. I don't know how they're going to double the population overnight in Golan, but that's what the Israelis say they're going to do. Well, all I can say is there's nothing wrong with a Zionist genocide that a few million Hezbollah rockets couldn't fix. Oh, gosh. Um, well, one thing I'd like to do is just deconstruct the devious language of this Syrian land theft. Um, because COVID 
and working remote is now possible. In the article, the prime minister said that, that the Golan Heights is, quote, he said, a great option for those who prefer clean air, space, and quality of life. For those who prefer, as if not everyone in the world wants clean air, space, and quality of life. Um, and as if living in the Golan Heights were a preference anyone could choose or not choose. Um, it, it's just astounding how um, the actual people who deserve to be on that land, Syrians and Palestinian refugees who were expelled, are now um, just uh, not even considered in the fact of those. And also because of Aliyah, the law of return, this plot of Syrian clean air, space and quality of life is now by extension accessible to any Jew in the world. So the Syrians clearly suffer being denied their own land. But I have to ask, what kind of fresh hell do Jews consciously or otherwise daily face knowing they or their people are somewhere, their people somewhere, who knows, are despicable lying thieves? That's not a karma I would want. Okay. Uh, instant karma is going to get you. Um, whether or not it's Hezbollah rockets or who knows. But anyway, Biden is is supporting this. You know, Trump's the one who basically tried to reverse U.S. policy to accept this Israeli occupation that the entire world has rejected unanimously since 1967. But now Biden isn't explicitly reversing Trump's policy. So maybe along with Trump heights in the occupied genocide at Golan, we're going to see Biden heights pretty soon. A dime's worth of difference between these uh, these idiots in the White House. Uh bought and paid for and blackmailed uh, idiots, I should say. Well, moving on to more Israel news, how about Intel appointing 10 Israeli executives to senior global positions? They have three major uh, development centers in Israel, in Haifa and Petitikia in Jerusalem, and uh, they're putting in an advanced chip manufacturing plant in Kiryat Gat. So guess what? All of Intel's computer equipment will continue to be uh, more and more infested with Israeli backdoors so they can spy on everything you do and steal all your money uh, and spy, of course, on all of the rival intelligence agencies and militaries in the world. Uh, Brendan O'Connell has been breaking these stories. Uh, he may be a lunatic, but he's right about this. So um, shout out to Brendan. Um, well, it sounds like these Israelis just rose to the top by merit. Um, I'd like to take a moment just to talk about Startup Nation, a nonprofit created in 2015 by Paul Shapiro. He's a hedge fund billionaire. And um, what he did was uh, start this nonprofit specifically to lure investors and companies to Israel for high tech opportunities. And he also started it to serve as a political propaganda counterpoint to BDS. So that's its roots. And then he even uh, paid somebody to write a bestseller book to show Israel as a country with innovation in its DNA. You can learn from us. And the guy who wrote the book works for Paul Shapiro. It was translated in 30 languages. And so it's seen as powerful Israeli advocacy. Well, that's just plain old propaganda. But what it's actually done is thousands of American high-tech jobs have been redirected to Israel by Singer's um, nonprofit company, this startup nation. Uh, Singer's a pure fifth column. Any group of people who undermine a large group of people from within are not to be trusted. Um, Singer certainly is one. And can we really trust these 10 Israelis appointed to senior international positions to not be fifth columns as well in uh, the world's um, high tech industry? Okay, well, um, and speaking of scams and, and swindles and uh, taking over the world by covert means and stealing everybody's money, how about the 150,000 Holocaust survivors who are on a list, I call it swindler's list if you want, to get $200 million in reparations from Germany. They're gouging Germany again. What else is new? Germany was the biggest victim of Second World War. Millions of Germans were genocided in fire bombings, in uh, concentration camps, in the, the POW camps where more than a million were deliberately starved to death with no food and shelter, and in Eisenhower's camps. Millions more were killed uh, on the Russian front and by the Americans going through German-language occupied territory and expelling those people and basically killing them. Uh, and so the genocide victims of World War II, the Germans are paying the victors whose elites created the whole situation and planned the whole situation from decades back, uh, and they're still paying them. Uh, the Germans are such a totally defeated, brainwashed, pathetic people. It is disgusting. <laughs> 
I see you nodding. Um, thank you so much for um, spending time to tell people about yeah, to tell people about Germans. Um, I, I agree with you completely. Um, someone once said that all a Jew had to do is be anywhere in Europe during World War II, and they are automatically deemed a Holocaust survivor, which means they're eligible, eligible for all sorts of uh, financial reparations. In the, this case uh, that the article is talking about, the payouts went mainly to Russian speakers who, quote, had to flee the Nazis, but who were never in a concentration camp. So they don't get the more lucrative monthly stipends from Germany um, that the survivors of concentration camps get, as well as in, in a number of cases, as we know, that her children or even grandchildren get. I love Norman Finkelstein's uh, mother's line. She famously asked, if all these Jews are getting reparations, who actually died in the Holocaust? So it just keeps on being one scam after another, and the Germans um, are, are are still getting screwed, paying paying up the gas for it. It's it's un, un, unacceptable. Okay, well, let's move from that uh, level of monstrous injustice over to uh, another monstrous injustice in Afghanistan. You can't play music in cars anymore. Oh, my God. Jeez, uh, we better reinvade. Um, <laughs> and uh, the Taliban is using its religious edicts to, let's see, they're banning the music in cars. They're uh, forcing women to be veiled, I think, wear a hijab in cars and in public or something like that. And uh, which, of course, is just a dress code, sort of like we insist that people cover their genitalia. In some countries, they insist that people cover more than that. And then, of course, the Taliban also uh, issued a religious decree outlawing forced marriage. Things like forced marriage and most other forms of oppression of women are tribal customs, which Islam stands against. So the Taliban are feminist reformers in some areas and less so in others. Well, um, the line that really got me was, uh, quote, the Taliban has introduced numerous curbs on daily life. Let's just stop right there. Who has introduced numerous curbs on daily life? Again, we're seeing this double standard. Okay, so they prohibited music in cars. But under the pretext of a virulent common cold in Australia, indoor singing is not permitted unless you are a performer or teaching um, in an individual class. And dancing is only allowed at dance studios or by wedding couples, not wedding guests. You, you know, makes the Taliban look uh, um, absolutely uh, benign. And Afghan women cannot enter a taxi without a hijab? Well, under the pretext of a virulent common cold, many Americans cannot enter a taxi without another type of hijab, the mask. So we in the West can ridicule um, at a, a government department, for example, that has the bombastic title of Ministry of Propaganda of Islamic Virtue and the Prevention of Vice, yet... How is that different from the Department of Defense when the U.S. military occupies over 800 bases on foreign soil? So just complete double standard going after the Taliban for things that we do in our own way that are uh, just as uh, vile. Which is worse, having to tie a scarf around your hair or over your mouth? Uh, exactly. <laughs> that's one to debate. Okay, and, and then of course the Af the um, Taliban are being attacked for uh, executing some of the traitors who murdered uh, thousands and thousands of Taliban uh, people uh, in cooperation with the occupation authorities. Uh, that doesn't surprise me that that would happen. And uh, and then they're also being attacked for allegedly shutting down girls' schools that never existed. They're Pachemkin girl village girls' schools that the occupation created as a scam to raise money from deluded uh, pro-feminists in the West. Uh, vast sums of money were donated for schools that never functioned in the first place. And now the Taliban are being attacked for closing schools that never existed in the first place. Okay, uh, very, very interesting stuff. Moving on to Bill Gates, our favorite subject. Okay, this year... Uh, we have some lofty goals. Some people want to lose weight. Other people would like to uh, catch the mild variant and be immunized. But Bill Gates's goal is to ensure that COVID-19 is the last pandemic. And so if we can kill enough people this time, we won't have to do it again. Now, actually, that was me parodying Bill Gates. Uh, what he really says is that uh, we need to restore public trust in people like, get this, Bill Gates. Quote, if people don't trust you, they're not going to support major new initiatives, Gates says. And so when a new major crisis emerges, 
which I created, they're less likely to follow the guidance necessary to weather the storm and give me more money and power. Oh, don't you love Bill Gates? Well, the only reason um, he can even begin to decree no more pandemics is because he and his pals have an even uh, worse hell up their sleeve uh, for us. So, you know, oh, no more pandemics, but <laughs> let's see what you got behind your back there, Bill. Uh, he, he never got the memo that nobody trusts him either. He, he quotes, it's 40% of U.S. respondents deeply distrust the country's federal government. Well, that's you too, Bill, because you're basically the shadow government. Okay, so if we don't trust oligarchs like Bill Gates, who can we trust? Uh, and, and what major new initiatives might they break out that, that they need us to trust them for? How about getting chipped? The Chip the World initiative starts now. The first chipped guy is out there tweeting with his brain chip. Um, and, of course, he has a good reason. He's suffering from uh, paralysis. But the next thing you know, Bill Gates is going to say that chipping your brain is uh, the next new form of protection against the epidemic of mistrusting oligarchical elites. Um, do you trust him enough to chip your brain, Cat? Nope. Take the toys away from the boys. <laughs> Take the toys from the boys. All right, so let's move on to our even crazier final stories. We have a whole slew of crazy end stories this week. Um, first one is the, uh, the what is it, the, the dead pope on Christmas. Wait, what, what was this? Uh, this, was, this was the British news anchor. I don't think this was the BBC, which brought on Alan Dershowitz. Boy, the British news programs are having a field day this week. Uh, so the, the direct quote from this news program was, the pope's festive address focused on his prayers for the pandemic to come to an end. He said vaccines should be made available to those most in need. His death was announced. Uh, oops. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> They had to retract that, and uh, the Pope is alive and well, and Happy New Year. Well, I'm wondering if this is how they're going to be announcing assassinations of world leaders going forward, just doing oops. It's like and- Building 7, right? Uh, yeah, they, they, were, they were planning to assassinate the Pope, and like, uh, but he was still standing when they announced that it had happened. But unlike Jane Stanley, this woman apparently uh, caused them to call off the assassination. Congratulations, uh, whatever her name was. Uh, <laughs> the Pope is, is still alive, thanks to you. If only they'd listened to Jane Stanley, Building 7 would still be there, too. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And that, how about the psycho squirrel? I love this story. Uh, 18 uh, victims of a psycho squirrel over in Wales. Uh, he's, he bites people, uh, attacks Bengal cats, fears nothing. So don't go out of the house. The psycho squirrel is lurking. But fortunately, Bill Gates, the U.S. Army, Moderna, Pfizer, and the Reptilian Gray Confederation have jointly announced the development of a new mRNA vaccine that will protect against squirrel attacks. It works very well for a couple of months. And then when the psycho squirrels come back, you just have to go and get boosted. Hey, uh, I'm lining up for mine. How about you, Kat? Uh, no, because I think they'll just do a squirrel lockdown. We won't have to worry. That's right. If we could just lock down those squirrels and force them to wear masks, uh, how could they bite us if they're wearing masks? That would solve the problem overnight, wouldn't it? Okay, and then what's our final story here? NASA is hiring priests, not just one priest. It turns out they've hired 24 theologians, including the Reverend Dr. Andrew Davidson of Cambridge, to prepare humans for the alien invasion and to make sure that our religions can handle that thought. Um, So... I guess that's nice work if you can get it. And please do make sure our fundraiser is successful. Last I checked, this week's was short. So I don't have to apply for positions like this. I would be a lousy uh, alien invasion preparation theologian. Well, I'm hoping those 24 theologians uh, get abducted by the aliens. Then they'd have a lot to help humans with. All right. They can sit around on that flying saucer and hash out the theological implications of the alien invasion while they're being forced to uh, breed and create hybrids. That sounds like (laughs) nice work if you can get it, too. All right. Well, thanks, Kat. It's always fun doing the show with you. Keep up the great work uh, from your perch over there on the sea beside the seaside in Greece. And uh, come back to New York and help uh, liberate those poor birthday party challenged kids one of these days. Hey, I'm going to be home on the 3rd and on the 5th. We're taking buses up to Albany to tell the New York legislature no to all these fascist bills they're trying to put forth. So I'm going to be back on it as soon as I get home. Buses to Albany on the 3rd and the 5th. And then the the big uh, date is that was it 23rd in D.C.? The 23rd of January, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. for uh, Defeat the Mandates March. Sounds like a plan. Uh, See you there, inshallah. All right. Thanks to all of our viewers and supporters, and see you all next week. Okay, bye. Thank you.